All right, everybody, welcome back in. It's the Rob and Stu show. Sans Rob today, he's on a well-earned vacation for some reason. I don't know. It's well-earned, I'm sure. He's a Rutgers fan. He needs a vacation. Folks, It's re- you've joined us today. Real sicko degenerate hours. This show may not do a big rating. This show may be a little di- bit... Too disgusting even for the degenerates that do listen. We're talking the fun belt, the sun belt, baby. No other person I'd rather be talking it with than our friend, Mr. Thursday Night, Mr. Electricity, the whole effing show, JVD, John Van Dyne, your brother, uh graced us with his presence last week and you're coming on to show him a thing or two glad to have you, you know, back brother you know it's going to be degeneracy when you have to get the second string band on yeah the first stringer is, wouldn't even come on for this well me and chris were talking about maybe doing some fcs stuff which is that's next level i i think that's I, even worse than it this though? They, he was so good in the FCS last year. I yeah, that's true too. I might, I might, pick. I kind of told him like, I really don't want you to talk about anything because I, I don't want to sully the 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 market. <laughs> like, I want, I want my Stony Brook plays uh, to myself. I completely agree. You have to get those lines within like the first half hour that uh, they come out on Saturdays because as, soon uh, as yeah, everybody knows told- what his picks are. I've already told my wife between the hours of 10 and 11, I'm not on kid duty on Saturdays during the college football season. I'm just I'm got to wait for those FCS lines to drop. 100% right. We really need to seek treatment on a side note. But yes, I agree with you. Brother, let's get going. Sun Belt, the Fun Belt. We're going to go win totals. We're just going to zip through. There's, there's a lot of really interesting things happening in the fun belt. We'll talk on it when we get to it. We'll start in the West Division, the Bobcats. And we do love the Bobcats here on this show. Ohio, Texas State, Bobcat, Bobcat, we love them. I don't love this team. Over, under, four and a half. Uh, I, I saw this as a pretty clear under. I don't even know if they get the three. I struggled to find three. Yeah, this is um, not going to be very fun for Texas State this year. You get Jackson State as a win, probably. Um, after that, there are not many wins to find on the schedule for Texas State. Um, what you got, uh, Malik Hornsby, right? And TJ Finley are there. That's about it. I think that's about the highlights for them, right? Dude, that's it. TJ Finley coming uh, to Texas State is just, I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah, how how far has he fallen that he has to go be probably a backup at Texas State? It's not great, Bob. I'll say that. And I, I just look at Texas State like their defense actually, I thought, overperformed a little bit last year. But, I, I mean, they lose so much off of it. They return three starters. That's it's not going to be good. It's not going to be pretty. 
Um, let's head up to the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. Terry Bowden at the helm. Um, last year, four and eight, this used to be the worst team in all of college football. I mean, you look back at 2020, 0 and 10, uh, not realistically ever close. And that, that they got just killed by COVID. So, you know, it's understandable. Uh, the last couple of years, four and eight, it's been respectable. I, I just don't think there's a ton of talent in this. This schedule does not set up very kindly for them. Um, uh, over under three and a half wins. I saw the under three and a half minus 170 right now. Yeah, that's that's easy. I, I mean, you give them Lamar. You give them Texas State. And maybe Arkansas State at home, but they they play a really tough schedule. Really, really yeah, tough. I think I honestly think this team is the team that finishes last in on that side. And I mean that's you know that's a game between ULM and uh, and Texas State. But again, I think it's a very clear under. I what what do they really have here? I mean, it's not good. Um, this the schedule is. Not easy. Obviously, you're going to lose to Army. You're going to lose to AM, Appalachian State, South Alabama. It's going to be hard to find wins on their schedule, the same as it was for Texas State. Arkansas State, the Red Wolves, Butch Jones. Uh, he's, I, I like Butch Jones as a coach compared <laughs> to the rest of the coaches in the, uh, in the Sun Belt. He's got experience. I think he, I think he understands what he has to do to build a program. Uh, he, he has struggled, to say the least. But I don't know what he was actually inheriting. This year, the big, the big transfer in JT Shrout from Colorado. Uh, this oh, one, well. yes, that's true. A good point. Over under four and a half wins. The over at minus one twenty two right now. I I, think, I could see it. I could see it, but I mean, again, you you're you've got automatic losses built in, so you you really got to come up with something in a game where you may not be favored. And I'm looking at that Louisiana game at home, um, that Memphis game at home. You might have to surprise somebody and and pull one of those out if you want to hit this. They gave up over 30 points a game in Sunbelt play last year. I don't know exactly what they have coming back on defense, but if they don't fix that, it's going to be bad anyways. Um, but if JT Shrout ends up being the the starter there, um, not very excited for their outlook. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, it could be Jackson Daly as the other option there. Um, but, yeah, I... The defense would need to be fixed. I don't know exactly what they have going back on defense, but if you're going to give up over 30 points a game in some belt play, then I'm not I'm not looking at the over there. It's really probably just a no play in general for me. I wouldn't do the under or the over, but I uh, if I had to pick one, I'd lean the under. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not quite interested in it at all either. Southern Miss apparently off the board currently. Uh, where I'm at, coming off a seven and six season, um, 
returning 15 starters, nine on offense. Frank Gore Jr. is uh is there for his 17th season at Southern Miss, it feels like. I this is, I mean, you've got Florida State and Tulane back to back. Like on paper, you look at this team and you go, oh, it, they could do something. I I do not I do not trust Will Hall. Uh, I I have not liked the offense. Now, granted, he's had a lot of quarterback injuries, and you got to imagine, you know, you know they're going to be able to run the ball. Who's he throwing to? And and can he even throw? Is his defense capable of stopping a, a an even you know credible offense? I I who knows. The defense, I'm not so much worried about. The defense um, brings back a lot of their group. I know that uh, the secondary is where the issues could arise. But if they play like they did last year, then the defense is going to be credible. But the offense is just not is not great. Um, like you said, there's who, who's he throwing to? And if he if he does have options out there, can he even get them the football? They got a tough schedule. I, I I'd put their win total. I, I mean, I I don't think they're making a bowl game this year. But um, you know, do you think they make a bowl game? I'm going through their schedule right now. Obviously, they start off one and zero against Alcorn State. Um, I think they lose their next two to Florida State and Tulane. They'll beat Arkansas State. So that's two and two. They'll beat Texas State. That's three and two. I think they'll beat Old Dominion, so they're four and two at that point. Um, South Alabama will be a tough game. I'll say that's a loss, four and three. App State, four and four, beat Louisiana Monroe, five and four, and then you know you're going to lose the Mississippi State. So then you got to beat either Troy at home or uh, the Raging Cajuns on the road. So I think it comes down to probably one of those two games. Um, and I, I yeah, I think I think six and six. I think six and six good is, is feasible. I I lean on the under. I only because I I kind of respect the Raging Cajuns this year. Who we'll move on to next because it makes sense. Um, this is a squad that I I I see what they're doing. I see what they're building. It, it, they had no right to win six games last year. Um, I I thought they acquitted themselves really well. I I really like this team from a I from a perspective that I think they have enough talent offensively and to maybe surprise somebody. This defense is super questionable. I mean they they lose they lose a lot on defense, but I think offensively, um, I, I'm kind of bullish on on Ben Woolbridge, the uh, senior quarterback coming back in. I thought last year he was pretty pretty phenomenal with getting the ball where it needed to be, managing the game. I, I'm a little bullish on, on him just from a perspective that, yeah, they could surprise somebody, but and and they got a nice schedule to boot. Like this, they're not they're not playing the 27 Yankees here. What are, what are your thoughts while I'm pulling up the uh over-under? The schedule does certainly favor them. Um Anytime you have a new head coach coming in and you're returning. Seven and a half. Seven and a half is the number. Yeah. See, I I have to take under there. 
I, I would lean under. I, I think they can make a bowl game. I, I, I think six is perfect. Uh, but, yeah, I would lean under. And minus 128, so not too bad. So, Woolridge is coming off the ACL. You're only returning two starters on defense, and you have a new head coach. I don't know. I just – the schedule does favor them, so I, I can understand. Uh, Desormo has been there for uh, three years now. How's he – I kind of swear he's uh, – I don't know. I, I my, my knowledge of Rage and Cajun football just came out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're fraud. Fraud. Yeah, well, you know. Coach DeSormo can uh, he can call well, the show I mean, in. He has, he I kind of look at them and I go, you, you lost by four to ULM. You lost by three to USA. Understandable. You, you had a six-point loss um, against Troy. Acquitted yourselves against the best of the best in the Sun Belt. I, I don't know. I kind of... I, I could I think six is right in their wheelhouse. I do agree with you though. I, I am dubious. This defense might cost them at the end of the day, but I think they go bowling. Yeah, I could I mean I could see six wins for sure. I just if you're trying to get to eight, I can't trust the defense enough until I see it. So that's where the, I that's where I lean. I'll on. tell you what's really interesting about the West, and and there's gonna be a game um November 2nd on a Thursday that we are all watching. Uh, and that's Southern Alabama. Troy, we'll, we'll start with Troy here, who, you know, last year their defense was an absolute killer. They lose five starters, only returning six. Over, under, eight and a half wins. Eight and a half to the over is at minus 115 right now. Um, man. This is this was tough for me because I, I respect Gunnar Watson. They they're returning competent wide receivers in uh, Stoudemire, and then um, I I've heard good things. I've read good things about uh, Marcus Rogers, uh, who I believe got injured early last year. Um, and that defense, they still got some. They still got some players. Uh, on that defense, but man, do you think they take a step back here? I mean, it's, it's, it is a pretty aggressive schedule in terms of who they're playing and where they're playing. I think they take a step back but only because it's really hard to get back to being 12 and two. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you still got, okay. So you lose uh, Marshall on the defense at linebacker. You still got a lot of, studs out there for the Sun Belt um, on defense. It's can Gunnar Watson do enough offensively, cut down on the mistakes, put enough points on the board to to keep Troy around that 9 to 11 win range. I actually think he can. I, I like Troy. Um, and like you said, that Thursday night game is going to be a big one. I, you just look at it. You're at Kansas State. You're, you're playing James Madison. Who knows what they're going to be. The, the interesting game is they they host uh, Western Kentucky week four at home. That'll be a really interesting game. Um, you know, some easy wins at Army West Point right before a bye. That's that's going to be tough. That's going to be an interesting turnaround. Then you got USA, but I mean, 
very winnable games. You 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 go you have one surefire loss, and then you got two or three games that you need to go. You really need to go two for three out of it. And then it sets you up for a showdown with Southern Alabama. Yeah, a heck of a game. Um, USA, what are your thoughts coming in? Because to my eye, I think they're the most talented team in the Sun Belt. But there's some things, there's some questionable things about how they won last year and how they got it done that um, I I am kind of concerned about. Some games where... They got a little luck, and you need that, but a little bit too much luck. Yeah, but you know what? You have a 10-win team that returns 10 starters on defense. Uh, so just right there you start, and that is going to be really helpful for them. Um, that opening game of the season, how, that's a, September 2nd, South Alabama at Tulane. It's going to be a that's great game <laughs> for the Sunday. That's going to be a fun game, man. That's going to be a real fun um, game. They obviously they lose um, uh, a couple guys offensively. They lose Wayne. They lose Jackson. Um, but Carter Bradley's back, so so is the Damian Webb. And I think that uh, you know when you have ten starters back on defense from a ten win team, I, I do think that I don't know if they're the most talented team in the entire Sun Belt. I think they're the best team in the West. Yeah, I can I can jog with that. That makes sense. Over under, I'm seeing a seven and a half out there. They are going to win over seven and a half games. So, I mean, if you want to just make some quick money, I mean, that for sure even, is going to happen. Even if you count the two lane game as a loss and on the road, you can. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying you can pencil it in, but like two lane obviously is going to be favoring that game. Um, and they play Oklahoma State, but other than that, you know, you get the Southeast Louisiana game. That's a win. Central. You're playing Central Michigan. You should beat any directional Michigan. Any How player. dare you? How <laughs> dare you? It's a directional Michigan. They'll be okay. You? Oh, um, my gosh. I'm going to show you some old tape of Dan LaFever. It'll change your tape. I, you don't have to show me old tape of Dan LaFever. I remember Dan LaFever. Also, Oklahoma State would like to have a word with me about Central Michigan. So. Oh, well, Central Michigan did come through clutch last, last year opening night. I will say that they did come through clutch with that that late cover on the on the twenty two. I think you know. Okay, so at Tulane and at James Madison, those are tough games, and obviously at Troy's a tough game. At home against Marshall is going to be is going to be tough, but I still think you get the eight. Yeah, easy all day, all day. Um. Let's head over to the east. I, I mean, this is a crumb bum school. Uh, ODU. Uh, yeah, that, it, we're a long ways away from beating Vatek at home and uh, destroying Coastal Carolina. I mean, I don't think there's a ton of talent on this team. Uh, only seven returning starters off a three-win team. I mean, you can only go up, but... Uh, yeah, Texas A&M Commerce, look out. You're going to have a feisty uh, Monarchs team coming at you. But this is certainly not a team that I'm interested in even, even paying attention to, honestly. No, the only thing I think that they did that's even semi-interesting is they went and got um, – I mean, I can't remember his name. It might be uh, Kevin Decker, but they went and got the OC from Fordham who – uh, engineered like you know, Fordham was one of the SDS top top offenses. 
Yeah. As you as you probably know from betting on Fordham games. Thanks to Chris. I, I am so sad Fordham that Fordham <laughs> team from last year is gone. That is sad and disheartening. Yeah, well, it was very easy to bet overs in that because uh, you know, it would be fifty fifty to fifty at halftime. I we made such a killing on Fordham, Ohio, but I digress. Good old SCS football. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Uh, Georgia State. Okay, so I saw the Panthers live in in person at JMU last year. We Bobcat wanted to go up to JMU and catch a football game. Um, the over under is five and a half here. Darren Granger is, I mean, he's a thousand yard rusher. I mean, he did it last year. He is capable of passing. However, the the big thing, and I'm not a big, you know, wide receivers are super important. Jamari Thrash was super important. Like he he was their receiving core. Um, he, I think he had more. Uh, I think he had like a, a third of all the receptions, and then like half of all the yards. Like you can't lose that guy, and I mean, he. Where did he go to? He transferred out. He did transfer out, and I can't. Where did he go? Did he go to like? Uh, he went to a big school. Yes. He's, he's gonna be starting. I forget where. I want to say somewhere in the Big Twelve, but um, I, I Georgia State makes so many stupid penalties. They do stupid things. This is not a team that is play smart, losing a lot of talent, um, and thrash. I honestly, I mean, I saw them give up like a twenty-four point lead at James Madison. Uh, a couple in a things game they needed, a game they absolutely needed. Um, so I, I think this team is firmly a four four win team maybe five and yeah that's uh, so vegas has them at five and a half the under is getting the juice so somebody agrees yeah and i i think i'm i think i lean that way i i don't like the fact that the offensive line returns one starter and they lose tucker greg as well in the back too i think that's a that's a problem um they have a new defensive coordinator their defense was not good last year I don't know. I know that they have some linebackers that came back, but I think that the secondary is in trouble. And I mean, in this conference, it's not good. I, I can't. I can't see them. You said it was five and a half was the over under. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see them getting six. I don't. I don't think they're a bull team. No, hundred percent agree. I, I think they're firmly in that three to five win deal every year. I, mean, I think they. I think they're going to finish pretty close to the you know bottom of the conference. I don't see how that's a six-win football team, but we'll see. Georgia Southern six and a half. Uh, after knocking off Nebraska, look out at Wisconsin. Um, the Southern Eagles. I mean, you want to talk about a team that didn't play defense and isn't bringing back most of those guys. It's a common it's a common trait here in the East. Just very questionable defenses, extremely questionable defenses. Uh, Kyle Van Trees really had like a 
he rejuvenated himself in this conference. Yeah. And 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 he made that offense go. Uh you replace you replace him with Davis Bren, who I can't believe that guy has eligibility left. I I, I, he I can't for eight years. I it, Van Trice to Bren is a drop off to me. I am not no, a I Davis Bren guy. I think he is not capable of because Van Trees, when he came over from Buffalo, like he was a good quarterback at Buffalo. Bryn, the Tulsa years, there's uh you can go back two years ago. He was he was kind of exciting. He uh, you know, looked like a competent guy, like a guy that could sling it, and it was a steady progression towards the basement. And now now he's at Georgia Southern, and I'm like, ah. based on what I've seen. I'm not buying it now. Now, granted, he has he has some nice wide receivers coming back. Um, that know, is the one thing that helps. You get Burgess, you get Hood back. Yeah. Um, you get you get Jalen White back in the backfield. I, it's, it's not going to be a, a, a skill position issue on the outside for him. I, I just don't trust him as a quarterback. I and I'm a hundred percent with you. I didn't particularly trust him at Tulsa, and I don't trust him here. The Dukes of James Madison. Uh, nice little stadium. Still still weird transition. Like, part of the stadium's, like, very new. Like, oh, this was built in the last 10 years. And then another part of the stadium is, oh, that's a leftover from 1954. Um, <clears throat> so nice dichotomy there if you go see the Dukes play. Um I, you know, losing Centeo uh, is gonna it's gonna be tough. I mean that that guy that guy really knew. Yeah, I mean he was a solid solid piece to the puzzle in terms of their offense. Um, and they're still they're not able to go to a bowl game, correct? Correct. Yeah, which is a really horrible rule, but yes, they are ineligible for the division crown. And ineligible for any postseason anything. So, yeah, yes, you are right. So they got to wait till next year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Um, I look at this as a rebuilding year. I, I know they have some talent here. Uh, I think that D line is going to be just fine. The offensive line. Um, I've, yeah, I, I have high, on the O line. Yeah, I, I have high expectations for the O line. Um, D line's talented, but you're breaking in uh Barnett or McLeod or, or or even maybe Brett Griffiths, who got a little play time at Wake Forest. One of those guys might be like okay, but I think you're a year or two off from saying they're okay. Yeah, I think you know, unfortunately, they're breaking in a new quarterback this year. Because I think with the weapons they have on offense and the returning five starting offensive linemen, that if they, if, you know, if Centeno, if Todd Centeno was still there, they would be even like much better. But it's hard to trust what I think it's going to come down to McLeod or Barnett. It's tough to trust either one, obviously. But it's unfortunate because I think they have a, a solid team around them. So it's really going to depend on 
how much either one of those guys can give you. Let's head let's head a little south. And I'm gonna give you one of the teams that for this season, uh I am I am hemming and hawing on if I'm going to be betting every one of their games or if I'm going to just stay away because I don't have a pulse on them. And that okay. is the Wild Turkeys, the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Uh I thought it was I thought it was great, honestly, that McCall came back because um, he damn well could have went somewhere else and, and got some money. I'm sure he's getting a little bit of money that blue turf, but a teal turf, excuse me. Yeah, teal. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't want to offend you. Um, yeah, get it right. This offense, when you look at, they probably have. Between Beasley, White, and McCall, you probably have maybe the best, maybe the second best rushing attack in in the uh, in the conference. You get Pickney and Brown back, and Pickney is a guy who probably will get drafted. I mean, the guy can create separation and, and make some plays. McCall, we already know what he can do. It, it can can the offensive line step up? Can they do that? Um, I I know that, you know when, uh, Phil Steele talked to uh, the head coach there. I remember because this is something I asked your your brother about. There's an expectation that the O line should be serviceable, even losing uh, you know a few starters from last year. Defensively, they can't. They can't be worse than what they were, right? If I mean, that's what it comes are, down to. If they are worse than what they were, <laughs> oh my goodness. Then first off, bet every over. Um, but secondly, they're gonna lose more games than they did last year. There's no way they're they're as bad, right? There's no way. Well, I just okay. You're losing, I think they're only returning in terms of sack production, and that's I'm looking for guys that are really getting after the quarterback. You're you're returning like literally a grand total of maybe 20% of your 30% of your D line production. You're losing a lot of guys that really were productive for you. Um, They gave up six and a half yards a snap. That is, I mean, that is, that's it's insane. horrific. I, I don't know where the, I mean, it, their linebacking core, you know, just because they're more experienced, I don't think that necessarily means that they're, they're better. Right. I, I think I, I'm going to be very interested to see how they do against UCLA. Um, Defense. So they get lucky, right? They miss. They miss Troy. They miss South Alabama on the crossover. Yeah, I mean, they... you look at this. You look at this schedule, and realistically, I this is over city. To me, this is over city. But I'm worried about McCall because that's that's the thing. Like, if this if he's healthy, over under seven and a half wins right now. Over at minus one twenty two. They're my bet to win the conference, 
they're they're you know i would i would push that win total to like eight nine whatever um but mccall coming off that injury again and you know does that change his game he is a runner he does like to be mobile it was a gnarly injury what do you think about the chanticleers uh yeah i think that well first off i love i love the over here um as long as I don't think Tim Beck will come in and change a whole lot about the offense. It'd be really tough to change what's really working. And I don't, even with, even if he does, obviously he's going to make some changes. He's going to put his own stamp on it. But with all the talent out there on offense, I don't think it's going to matter what he installs. I think as long as they pick it up, they'll be fine. Obviously the defense is as we were talking about the question mark with them, and you look at their schedule after that UCLA game, they're going to win their next four. It's Jacksonville State, Duquesne, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern. They have a tough road game against App State, but then they're going to beat Arkansas State. They'll beat Old Dominion. They'll beat Texas State. And then you get Marshall at home, and you get James Madison at home. And they have one other game, which is on the road to Army. I, I think eight is very easy to come up with. And I actually, I think, I think Marshall wins the East division, but I think, really? uh, well, you know, it's going to come. I honestly, I think the East division comes down to that game. October 28th, Marshall at Coastal. I, I think that's the one. If that game was in Marshall, I'd be more confident. In that, but well, let's yeah, get to, think, let's get to Marshall. Um, this is a team that I, I, I I just I there are so many question marks here. I, I want I'm going to be betting against them. I don't trust a, fr- a redshirt freshman coming in. I don't trust uh, that they replace uh, Layborn right off the right off the bat. Um, I don't think their wide receivers are necessarily that talented. Um, yeah, you're bringing back uh, Porter. But at the end of the day, still, you, you only have four returners on defense. You get Rasheen Ali back. Cam Fancher can play the quarterback position. I know that you're only getting – I think it's actually – it's either three or four starters. I get that you're going to obviously have a bit of a drop – a little bit of a drop-off from what your defense was last year, which was – Did, did Fancher – look. The quarterback play from Fancher and Colin B last year was not inspiring. Uh, whatsoever. Cam Fancher's fine. I, I to win the Sun Belt, I, I think you have to be more than fine. I think that unless you have unless, defense, uh, unless you're gonna be a Troy and and have a defense that is just like, oh, top twenty in the country. And and I don't I don't see that out of Marshall. You have to do something uniquely well. You know I, I think mean? that I think the division. I do. I think the division comes down to that game, and we will see what Marshall's offense looks like by then. But I think it's a game. If the season is going how I think, I think it's a game where Marshall relies heavily on the run game and wears down a bad coastal defense. Over under and right now, he goes nuts. You might get paid then. Over under right now, seven and a half wins. The under minus one forty four. Yeah, see, I like it over there. Obviously, I mean, I'm not gonna pick them to win the conference and then say under. So, 
Here you go. Let's round out the fun belt with everybody's favorite, the Mountaineers, the real Mountaineers from Appalachian State. Um, losing Chase Bryce, and, and I forgot his numbers last year were actually really good uh, yeah. through the air. Like, you forget about that. You lose Cameron Peoples, who, you know, uh, for folks that know Cam who Cameron Peoples is, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, if he was on another team and uh, Nate Noel wasn't on that team, he's a guy that would have been a thousand yard rusher every year and probably gone earlier. Yeah, I just, I mean, what, Ryan Berger is your quarterback? <laughs> it's not inspiring. Um, so you get Ryan Berger. He has to he has to really settle in fast. I mean, you know, not counting Gardner Webb, but you open up the season at North Carolina. You get East Carolina home, and I think East Carolina, I think East Carolina will be down this year. But oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know at Wyoming think, is uh, not a cakewalk. At Wy no. Wyoming is a sneaky team, and if you think you're going into Laramie. Yeah, at an elevation of 74,000 feet in the air, I I think you have another thing coming. I I, I honestly think – I think realistically they're heading into the bye week three and two. And then you're coming right out and you got to you gotta fight Coastal. After you get past Coastal, you got a Marshall game. But for the most part, um, I, you're not you're not playing anybody. No, I, th I mean, I, I don't think they beat James Madison, but, yeah, I, I agree. You get Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Old Dominion. Um, Southern Miss might not be a cakewalk. But you get that game at home. Um, you know, they're they're going to rely on their offensive line. And if Berger's good, they do have a good receiving core. But you got to trust the quarterback there, and I don't. I do like their helmets and their logos. I will say that. Um, well, one thing we do know is no matter how bad this team is, they're still better than the other Mountaineers. That that is actually that's a very substantial point right there. You just made very salient, sir. As we wind it down, the fun belt. Who's winning it? Um, I think ultimately it is going to be South Alabama beating Marshall. Um, I think. Really, it just comes down to South Alabama versus Troy and then the Marshall versus uh, Coastal Carolina games. And that, that's your that's your two uh, division winners. And then I, I I've think got, uh, I I've think got, South Alabama is the best. I've got South Alabama over Coastal, uh, changing it up a little bit. But, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this uh, USA team. So go Jaguars. Bobcat will be hey, happy. We can, get a, we can get a friendly bet on this, uh, on this Coastal Marshall game. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can have something going on that game, provided McCall's healthy. Reach Correct. out to yeah, me we'll, that we'll, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week of. Week of, for sure. All right. Getting bets in for Marshall Coastal. Next up, uh, if you're looking for a good yeah, divorce attorney. Gambler? Yeah. Well, I was going to go with divorce attorney. Hey, uh, let's get it going. We're going to take uh, a little hiatus. Early next week, we're coming back. Part two, Degenerate Hours, AAC. 
CUSA mashup this year. It's going to be electric. Uh, I can't wait to talk a little Tulsa football. Uh, and I know JVD, he's in it too. So we're going to come back next Monday, next week, uh, ripping and roaring, and, and hopefully Roberto will be back at some point next week. But until then, enjoy the weekend for JVD. I am Stu saying take care, brush your hair, and we'll talk to you after a while.